you are listening to Survive and Thrive, Managing Life with Adult ADHD. Adults affected by ADHD will be helped to succeed, enjoying their life in the process. Hosted by Abigail Wirf, coach, author, and speaker. Abigail's focus is helping adults with ADHD live their best lives professionally and personally. Hi, I'm Abigail Wirf, and welcome to Survive and Thrive, Managing Life with Adult ADHD. On today's show, we are talking about participating rather than isolating when you are affected by ADHD. There is no cheat sheet for this episode. As many of you know, I'm an ADHD coach, primarily working with entrepreneurs, professionals, college and grad students who are affected by ADHD. Over the years, I've known something about a portion of the population I work with. They can easily become isolated, especially socially, and I notice this about myself also. I think there are many and varied reasons why. I think one of the top things is there's a concern about social skills, such as not following up or reciprocating in a timely manner, blurting, which means like interrupting people and just speaking out of turn, talking too much, which has been a big problem for me, you know, monopolizing the conversation. There's also the stress of making plans and showing up on time and being prepared, remembering appointments that have been made, and just stress that we experience in certain environments. I think also past negative experiences also inhibit us. There is also the fact that many affected by ADHD also suffer from depression, anxiety, or both. Often that can cause you to isolate. We might have not been managing our money well and have no funds for activities. Also, the old task initiation issue. And what task initiation is, is it's an executive function. And executive functions are things like planning, organizing, prioritizing, task initiation, focus, working memory, things like that. And task initiation is getting started on things, initiating the task. And that can be often very difficult for us. And in order to socialize, you first have to initiate either what is going to happen or the contact to make it happen, or you have to initiate your response. And as I mentioned, planning is another executive function that we struggle with. We have a hard time thinking into the future. And I also think that many of us have memories of negative experiences in our past that kind of hold us back. So finally, because of past failures, we worry about setting ourselves up for future failure. When you are not feeling good about your life, you often don't want to have to answer questions about yourself. And that's something you do when you're socializing. When I wasn't working for about, I guess, seven or eight years, um, in my 30s, it was really hard socially. I live in Washington, D.C., and the first question anyone asks you in Washington, D.C. is, what do you do for a living? And I wasn't doing anything. I had, I had health issues, and I was really struggling to just live day to day. So I really get how easily it is to get socially isolated, and I really understand that it can be hard based on our past to feel emboldened to go forward to socialize. But we need to. We need to stop the isolation and start to participate. 
And when getting started, especially on something that is new, I often suggest what I call baby steps. And that's taking small, minimal steps in little groupings to make it easier to get started. So you think, I'll only do three little steps towards this today and make them truly little. So start small and gradually increase as you get more accessible with your, you know, with more experiences under your belt. There will be disasters, but you have a choice. Stop and go back to isolation or dust yourself off and keep moving forward. I used to be a compulsive talker. I'm still very verbal, but if I let myself think about how I used to be interacting with people, I would never leave my home. But you have to put those things aside and just start from where you are now in the present and move forward. A nice easy step to take is to think of people who have suggested doing something together in the past and make a list. Calendar in when you are going to reach out to them, maybe one a week. Schedule for when you are fresh. So don't do this as the last thing you're going to do for the day because you're going to be tired and you're not going to have a lot of energy or imagination. So try to reach out when you're feeling, you know, in sort of the flow of things and have energy and feeling good about yourself. Maybe you reach out to one person a week um, and inquire when you do reach out to them, how are they doing, that you are thinking of them, and see where the conversation goes. Always ask if this is a good time to speak in the beginning. So, you know, I just thought I'd give you a call. Is this a good time to talk or would you like to set up a time later to talk? When would be good for you? When people reach out to you and it is not a convenient time, make a note in your calendar to contact them back because we easily lose track of things like that. So if someone calls you, it's not a good time to talk or you just feel like you're not feeling very sociable, you know, set up a time with them and then mark that in your calendar or say you will get back to them and then immediately go to your calendar and schedule a time when you will do that because we forget things like that easily. Make a list of things you like to do and refer to it when you are contacting someone and you need an idea of what to suggest. Also, be aware of what isolating activities are. For me, the biggest isolating activity, I think, is is reading because I love reading and I could read all day, the whole day, every weekend happily. But, you know, that's not getting out and socializing. Others may be, you know, a instead of addicted to reading, addicted to the internet. So you want to develop a mix of activities in your life, some solo and other activities that involve people. I recently heard a a former Surgeon General of the United States speaking on the radio, and he was saying how loneliness is a real health problem now because we live such separate lives and not as communalized as we used to, and that loneliness affects our health. So this isn't just because it's, quote, good to reach out to people. This is important for your health because as you get older, you tend to get more lonely and it starts to affect your health. So that's something worth, you know, looking into to see because loneliness can lead to depression, which can lead to serious health issues. And they've just found that the people who are happier and more healthy have an active social life. Now, you may not know people to hang out with right now, and let me tell you, and this is no joke, it gets harder as you get older to make new friends. When you're in school, it is much easier to get to know new people. There is propinquity and common experience in your favor aiding you in developing friendships. 
because you guys are all focused around some topic and you're all focused at the same time and you all begin to develop a common experience that you can talk about. My suggestion is that you check out Meetup Groups, which is meetup.com. And what you can do is look within your geographical area for activities that are occurring. And I would suggest you try to look for activities that are repeating activities. So maybe a group that meets once a month, you know, every Sunday, that does an activity that you're interested in. Because then the more you go, gradually you'll develop friendships out of that. Because again, you'll be mimicking what happened when you were in school with the propinquity and the common experience. Another thing to do is to, you know, think about what hobbies or interests you have and maybe join a group that you could either find through Meetup or some other way um, and hang out with them. For example, I used to go to a group of polymer clay artists because I like working in polymer clay. And, you know, we would just get together and sit for many hours together working and chatting. Unfortunately, they were. it was a, a group that was quite far away from where I lived, and I just got tired of the commute. But I actually think I'm going to see if I can find a group like that that's closer to me so that I can act on this also. Another thing you can do is join a religious institution. And it doesn't even matter if you're religious or not. But again, it's a community of people who want to know each other and support each other. Maybe join the local community, community center or sign up for a class there. Go to places where you bump into the same people repeatedly, like the local coffee house in your neighborhood, that, you know, you start saying hello to the same people, get to know maybe the people who work there. Another great thing to do is to volunteer, and there are a couple different ways you can do this. You can join a particular organization to volunteer that you support. Like I volunteered for about five years at WAMU, which is the local NPR station where I live. And I really got to know a lot of people and they were very helpful to me and helped me actually get my business started. One of them was really good at websites and helped design my very first website. And they kind of teased me because they said as soon as I was then writing a book and they said as soon as the book got out and I got more well known, I wouldn't have time for them, which actually did happen. But I still think of them and I still consider them part of the people that I know. Another great, so you can volunteer by going to an organization. Another way to volunteer is to work with a group of volunteers that do different activities, different months or different weeks. And you can go online to find, like, there, you can find, you know, singles who volunteer in their 40s or whatever, something like that. And that way, again, you're seeing the same people over and over again and building a common experience. Another thing to do to reach out to people that you would like to get to know is ask them for advice about something. People love to feel expert. So, you know, let's say there's something you're interested in. Well, you know, do an informational interview with them and then follow up with them a little while later to sort of tell them like what you've done based on that informational interview and start developing maybe a mentor relationship with them. They being your mentor in whatever new thing you're trying to learn about or pursue. But like I said, people love to feel like experts. It's very flattering to them. This is something you have to push yourself to do. It is hard but important, not just for the quality of your life you live now, but like I said, for your mental health in the future. When I was having health problems for some years, it really isolated me from my past friends and making new friends. And I also moved to two different cities while this was going on where I was new. And 
it really did isolate me, and I didn't do anything to try to change that. And the longer that goes on, the harder it is to renew old acquaintances and make new ones. So please don't do that like I did. You know, discomfort and fear can stop us from taking risks and socializing because it is taking a risk for many people to socialize. So I suck at all the things I'm suggesting. I often would just prefer to curl up and read, but that is not building a life for the future. Let's make some commitments to stepping out of our comfort zone, being open to new experiences, saying yes sometimes when we want to say no. So, to review, we can get easily isolated and past negative experiences can inhibit us. Also, depression, anxiety are common for those of us affected by ADHD and that can get in our way also. Start with baby steps and initiating small things. Calendar in contacting people and renewing relationships. Get out and meet new people through meetups, hobbies, religious organizations, taking a class, hanging out regularly at a local place. This is something you have to push yourself to do. The more you do it, the easier it will become. In thinking about creating this podcast, when I was first sort of making a list of what my topics would be for this month, I realized I had to do as I say. So I contacted two people I hadn't talked for in a while, and actually one of them, we agreed that I would text her like when I was free to speak, and then we would have a phone call. But I kept texting her after I had sent her the original email, and she kept not responding. And I was getting a little miffed because here I was making this big effort to reach out, and she wasn't responding to my texts. Well, I then figured out about four texts later I was texting the wrong number, so there was a reason she wasn't responding. But actually, that was great because when we finally did connect, when I did text her at the right number and told her that and sent her an email telling her I was basically a dodo, You know, we had something to laugh about and talk about when we first started our phone conversation after not having spoken for many months. So I really encourage you to do this. And I know it's hard. And I kind of dreaded doing it myself. But each time I did it, I discovered it was not nearly as difficult as I thought it would be. Or, you know, I was building it up to be an awkward experience and it wasn't. So really... Push yourself to try to, you know, schedule in activities where you are reaching out. Write them down or key them into your calendar, but really force yourself to commit to this. Because it is not just to encourage pleasure in your life, but it is also really to encourage good health. So that's it for today. Next week, I'm going to talk about accumulating experiences, not stuff. So... That is, like I said, accumulating experience is not stuff because we tend to be collectors and gatherer of things that we think will solve our problems rather than letting experience guide us. So until then, please feel free to contact me with your suggestions or questions. You can reach me at www.abigailwerf.com forward slash contact, or you can leave a message 24-7 at 844 ADD-ADHD. So that's 844-ADD-ADHD. Or the numerals are 844-233-2343. 844-233-2343. Also, please consider reviewing this podcast, Survive and Thrive, Managing Life with Adult ADHD. It will help others find the podcast 
and it will also let me know how I'm doing. But please be gentle. Thanks finally for listening. And as always, keep on keeping on. Thanks for listening to Survive and Thrive, Managing Life with Adult ADHD. Come back next week for a new episode. For show notes and free stuff, go to abigailwerf.com. Thank you.